What's up guys and welcome to the I Went to Fashion School podcast with me, Renata Hoga. In this episode, I spoke with my friend Ronan Mohammed about her graduate collection titled What is Your Kabil? For this collection, Rana uses her mother's story to explore her heritage and highlight the topics of tribalism and being a refugee. For this project, she took up the opportunity to create garments using her mother's own worn traditional clothes and recycled tents to highlight the importance of sustainable practice. There is a part two to this discussion where me and Rana discuss how we as designers can use our practice to discuss difficult experiences but also learn more about the African diaspora. Before this first part, Rana shares her journey to studying fashion design at LCF. She talks in detail about her collection and her installation at the 2020 Vision exhibition last August. Um, so how did you end up at LCF? So how I basically started off was I did health social care first. I actually never pursued fashion or anything that's like fashion or textile related. Um, that was like after um, I actually never liked fashion at first because I thought, you know, the whole because I, I feel like I didn't know fashion like that much. And I thought, you know, it's just like making clothes and um I think the only way I started liking it to be honest when um I started signing up for some clubs and um I started like making um my own clothes. I had did my first denim. That was like my first woman's wear like one outfit that I made and I was like actually very proud and happy. So I feel like from that and just, you know, looking at designers and everything, um I don't know, it was just like the feeling of making clothes for like, you know, for someone else it was really nice mm. so then you know I changed it to my A-levels and then obviously for my A-levels I um, decided to like um, apply for URL I've actually heard of URL when I um, yeah from like secondary school because I remember I moved in from like Amsterdam and that's like that was like the first uni I heard and I was like I really want to go to that uni you know because mm. I was because I was very like into art and stuff so but it was very hard to obviously um start from I mean go to UL because obviously coming from like my family you know in the background and you know them convinced like try to convince them you know for me mm. going to art it was like very hard because they don't believe that obviously um like financially it's not good and I think they're just more worried about like I think they because they don't I mean they're not exposed to the whole art and fashion so for them, they just feel like it's not a job in a way. Yeah, so, I mean, I still did anyways. So I applied for the uni and, yeah, here I am, graduate. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so you said that you were doing um, health and social. And then in the midst of that, you then decided that actually you want to do fashion. Yeah, so I did health social care um, for one year. Um, and then obviously um, I didn't like it because... It wasn't something that I actually wanted to do. Mm. Um, I mean, I mainly like just did it to obviously like make my mom happy because that's what she wanted. And I thought, you know, if I could just do it and, you know, just study half as she can get and then get a job, it would be easy. But it actually wasn't because it was, I mean, 
the journey when I started studying health social care was hard I mean because like I didn't literally I did not enjoy it so I dropped out and then um yeah so I just took it like a year gap trying to decide like what I wanted to do um I, that's when I started working in like just retail like fashion retail and Debenhams and um yeah I think just the whole journey of like me going to fashion was kind of long because it was very hard in general for my for me to convince my mom like mm. if I you know like for me to like start studying um fashion yeah so, right I completely understand and get that I think what's the coming from an African background they want you to kind of do like medicine law or something just because they understand that journey into getting money and you can be financially stable and it makes sense to them because that's the route that they understand yeah um, but having like like you just said you did um health and social care you kind of figured it wasn't for you you took that year out yeah and then you decided that you wanted to do fashion design um mm. what kind of things did you do to build your portfolio because obviously to, to get into universities you have to have a body of work to show your skills and your um your your style of working so what did you then do in that year or however many years it took for you then to um, um apply for LCF so what I did was before I applied for like um, LCF, I did A level. So I did um, A level textiles, and then I think I did like a B tech level three um, fashion design. So from that, from those two years, because it, it was two years in total, um, I just started building up my portfolio from there. And mm-hmm. then I actually started. Um, I applied for a, a short summer course um, actually at LCF. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it's called again. It was um, it was like a short summer course. Well, basically, um, I did illustration, um, a fashion illustration for, I don't, actually don't even know how long, but I started off, from, um, I started building up more of my portfolio from there and, you know, try to get like an insight from, mm-hmm. you know, um, UL in general. And I think literally from there, um, they, um, so we did like a short summer course and then what they do from then is that they would give you an interview in advance because obviously I finished my A-level from then. So I did like a summer, I did like a summer's um, short summer course before I applied for UL. So mm-hmm. from then, um, I just basically did a, done the interview and I just literally builded all of that from my A level from first year, second year, and then my um, UL summer short course. So I added all that into my portfolio and I did some work at home that was like my own as well. I thought you know I could just still add that in, and it was because that's like fashion related. So I just built that up and then I pretty much showed that to the interview. And I think that's how I got in. Yeah. Nice. And then so you didn't do a foundation course? No, I didn't. No, I didn't do a foundation course because I, I, the thing is, I really took a gap year. So I didn't want to do like another whole year of like a foundation course because I feel like from the two years that I've learned from um, Blaine Six Form, I don't know, for me, I felt like it was enough. Yeah. I mean, you know, if if obviously in the interview for them it wasn't enough and I felt the need that I need to learn more, then yeah, I would do it. But at that time, I was lucky enough for them, you know, to put me through. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I, and also doing it at doing that summer that summer course at UIL also meant that yeah, you, definitely you helped me. Yeah. Um, tailor the way you're working as well, and actually it boosted you because you were already in like almost like UIL and you were learning the language of UIL if that makes sense yeah yeah because yeah yeah 
because I, I don't know because I feel like with UL I mean like I actually applied for two uni I applied for like Ravensbourne and then UL but then I realized with the UL like LCF that uni is more like handwork if that makes sense whereas like other unis are more technical nowadays mm. so I feel like you know with LCF especially doing the summer course um, a lot of it was by hand obviously with the illustration um, mm. that definitely helped me get like you know the insight of like how they would work in a way and plus mm. I think there were founding year students there as well mm. like funny I think it was menswear and women's wear but they were there as well and they were telling us about the whole like course and how it would work yeah and I think it's a really good thing that UAL do that because mm-hmm. a lot of the times like colleges and schools don't really know what universities are wanting but if you're able to go to a university and see and understand like their way of working it really helps to develop you as well as a yeah. designer and now that you've kind of like um graduated and you've had your three years at LCF and mm-hmm. um, how do you think you've grown as a designer? Um, I feel like I've definitely learned to like work independent definitely because I've I feel like been in the uni for the past three years we did a lot of our work independently mm-hmm. where you know they would obviously give us the uni and the task and like tell us you know this is what we need to do and then the rest we just do it by ourselves so I feel like just try to figure that out um it was definitely challenging at first because obviously we had like a deadline so it was very hard to do like all of this and then meet the deadline because I don't know for me I I take my time a lot and I look at things too long and then I'll do it again mm-hmm. um yeah I mean like I feel like for the three years um it was definitely a time management and um just the whole like the learning like the block you know the um, patterns that the patterns definitely helped me throughout the three mm. years um the time management and you know the whole like finding your aesthetic as mm-hmm. a designer as well I feel like I learned I feel like I started learning that more through final year to be honest than the mm. two years um but I feel like I still need to learn a lot more yeah I definitely agree in terms of like um I think the first and second year was m- much about like throwing as much new information as they could at us and then yeah yeah I know yeah we're like mm-hmm. okay really filtering down what really matters to us as designers mm-hmm. um but yeah because everything was quite like quick all these new um designs I do feel like I could have we could have spent a little bit more time specializing or just um like maturing those skills instead of just like rushing to the next project or next way of working yeah yeah, because that's, that's, to be honest, that's how I felt when I studied um, in the uni. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, not gonna lie, when I applied for it, I did kind of expect a lot from them. And mm-hmm. I felt like, from my opinion, I didn't get that much. I did still obviously learn and I still, you know, I would still take that. But I feel like there's still so much to, you know, learn from, like, the fashion, especially, you know, because they would like give us the work and then majority of like some of the work we just do independently if that makes sense and we don't sit down and you know take our time I mean obviously I know that we have like a deadline but in a way of like figuring out you know the kind of aesthetic you want if that kind of makes sense but yeah and being like more familiar with like the different techniques or the different developing Mm -hmm. ideas and actually because obviously you can have a you can have a workshop where they teach you how to make a jacket, but it it's it goes by so quickly that you know the next day or the week after you, it's kind of it's not ingrained in you. You mm-hmm. you forgot 
you know you have to kind of because we don't practice the skill enough that you mm-hmm. you don't feel like you know the skill yeah 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 and um like in the in the final year is the year that you said that you were able to kind of really hone in hone in on your aesthetic and your and your value as a designer so let's talk about what inspired you and your work and um kind of gets you going into um wanting to be a designer of that specific or that particular um aesthetic so finding my aesthetic I mean throughout the few years was definitely challenging because I feel like the past few years um to be honest I feel like I was just listening to the teachers I, I felt like I was listening to the teacher's opinion more than mine mm. and I felt like I was just sort of losing my touch or like my identity as a designer because I was obviously I still didn't figure out you know what I kind of what I wanted in a way I felt like in the final year I was like I did basically like did like a self-talk I was like I just need to kind of like figure out what I want to do and if I don't get the grade for it it's fine as long as I'm pleased and happy with what I want to do and what kind of basically what I wanted to show to people um I felt like that was more important because obviously we I think for the final year we were we were kind of focusing more on like the consumers and you know the audience as a designer as well so I felt like my inspiration through that and through my final collection started coming more from my surrounding so from my family and from my mom um you know and I started looking more into like me myself my identity you know like where I'm from and you know um my like for example like my culture and like just like that in a way that makes sense Mm. so just finding like inspiration through that like people that run that that I talk to as well yeah and I think like the key kind of bit is when you stopped kind of um just listening and following what the teacher Mm -hmm. kind of realized like she there's inspiration within yourself and within your surroundings that you can actually tap into. And -hmm. it's not always just um, kind of going off somebody else or your teacher because they're more experienced than you, but actually realising that your voice matters and what you have around you is more than enough to create and it fuels you enough. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like in like fashion in general and, you know, women's and menswear, it's very hard to be confident with your design it's like sometimes I literally compare my work a lot to other people which is very bad you know um yeah I don't know because I feel like a lot of people I mean I I used to care about like my the teacher's opinions a lot whereas like not mine and then through that way I just yeah but it's it's like it's very hard basically like you just have to take time for yourself if that kind of makes sense and just try to like figure yourself out and what you want yeah yeah 100 percent. so like your final project mm-hmm. I guess was that was was you actually stepping into I want to say like your power <laughs> and actually <laughs> tuning into um your your identity your values your aesthetic mm-hmm. um so if you want to just like give us a little um summary or just talk about yeah the project yeah sure um so my project from like my final collection is called um, what's your Kabil and Kabil means tribe so through my final collection um I've always wanted to I mean I've always had the idea of like making sure that when I you know um make a collection um I always wanted to give out a message Mm. or like a story behind it 
and I actually started off doing that from second year when Mm -hmm. um you know when I did my brutalism I wanted to focus on like the whole idea of like the abandoned buildings and like what we're doing wrong like in the environment so Mm -hmm. it was starting off from that and then through my final collection um I wanted to make it more stronger by you know doing something that's more personal so through my final collection was your Bill is actually based on my mum my mother's story um where she she's a refugee herself and um it's just like a short story about how she moved out from her home country in Somalia at the age of 18 and you know she came she um, moved to Amsterdam by herself you know um because obviously at, um in her country there was a civil clan war at that time like mm-hmm. like a tribal so she was forced to move out with her cousins who were all 18 as well and they all had to like stay in Amsterdam and just basically um had the whole different new lifestyle from there and just tried to basically yeah, just like survive in a way and and I felt like you know that story um was very touching actually and it was it sounds I mean like it's scary in general because she was young and like she didn't have control of anything so she just had to like listen and just sort of like adapt and I thought you know using her story would be powerful because I feel like a lot of people um I mean especially like here in the UK would relate because mm. I feel like because I, I remember like when I moved in from Amsterdam to um, London there was actually a lot of Somali people here that are not from here as well and all of them literally could relate to a story but then the thing is I've deeped a lot it's not even some people in general it's a lot of like diaspora kids out here that relate to the story but it actually doesn't get acknowledged if mm. that makes sense yeah so I thought I could use that story into like my collection and obviously by doing that um I would be reusing all her clothes mm. that she wore in Amsterdam um she went when she was like pregnant with me and my twin sister um <laughs> she has a lot more anyways so I just took those ones and I wanted to um, reuse all of her clothes into like a contemporary piece where I would look at um, refugee architectures. Um, um, obviously the camp and the, like the building itself and focus on that. And I thought, you know, I really, I've, I just wanted to make sure that I wanted to add the refugee part as well because um, I feel like the whole, obviously, concept of refugee Again, it's, that's not being acknowledged enough as well. There's a lot like to it, but I mm-hmm. thought you know I could use the I could use her story and just use her clothes in a way of like a memory of her as well because she would look at the clothes, she'd be like, oh, I remember this, and you know mm-hmm. try to recreate it and make it come back to life in a way if that makes sense because it was been in the cupboard for a long time, so I thought I could <laughs> use it, you know, as like an inspiration instead of just making it into another outfit. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. And that way people look at it, then they can, like, you know, ask me questions and whatnot. Mm. And I think there's quite a lot of layers to, like, the project that you've done and the time that you decided to do it in mm-hmm. and the way you decided to do it and the materials that you decided to use to tell the story. So there's quite um, a lot of levels to it. Yeah, so. I feel like I definitely had to break it down. So I just made, like, um, a brainstorm and just pointed out, like, the ones that I wanted to focus on the most. Mm-hmm. which was the architecture with the refugee and her story and like the um her clothes and you know 
try to fix the shape of silhouette and try to use that into the garment Mm -hmm. we'll talk more about like um the diaspora um, element Mm -hmm. to the collection a little bit later but um like let's talk about like you and the actual physical outcomes of it so you decided that this is the project that you were going to do for like your final project at uni and you wanted to kind of focus on um parts of your culture and your history but also on what's going on in the world that are not really um looked at or really considered especially within Mm -hmm. fashion um and you said that you used um your mum's garments to Mm -hmm. kind of share these like tell the story and why was it um important for you to use your mum's garments in particular rather than you know fabrics from the shop or um similar fabrics that looked like um those that you were emulating um I feel like using her garments was definitely important because that connects the story mm-hmm. in a way through the project and also um through like my collection um I've always wanted to like focus and on like sustainability as well so I didn't mm-hmm. just want to get like any material from like you know the stores I mean it's easy to get that but I wanted to focus on like what I have around me right now and the whole idea of like upcycling and just reusing materials that are not that are not long no longer needed Mm -hmm. you know especially that has like a memory and just try to change it into something contemporary for me I don't I feel like it's kind of beautiful because I feel like you know a lot of people have old clothes and materials that they don't need that's just left in the cupboard and then everyone just like we get more materials and I feel like that's just for me is kind of like a waste Whereas, mm. like, you've got so much in front of you, but not a lot of people see that, and it's just there, and you can literally, like, recreate it into anything that you want. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be, like, a story related. It's just, like, the whole idea of, like, you reusing a material and, you know, um, into something new, I feel like. That, I mean, in a way, that would definitely help with the whole climate change that's happening as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like um, w- when it comes to, like, the whole fashion industry, that needs to be focused a lot more as well like yeah the whole I mean, idea of like the you know the manufacturing like the whole material and like where you get it from the resources if that makes sense a hundred percent yeah and I think it's something that like we should be considering more and more within our practices and um, but also I think in particular for your story as well like mm-hmm. using your garments like you said connects it to her but also mm-hmm. it brings to life like a story or like lived experiences and mm-hmm. it also just highlights like the significance that fashion or like garments and clothing have um that it's it's more than just a bright colored um garment there's actually a story to it there's actually you know an identity mm-hmm. behind that garment um to consider as well mm-hmm. um which is very i think very powerful and um and it, and it adds you know a different layer to what you're saying um and in terms of like the different silhouettes that you were reconstruction re- reconstructing um what was going through your mind like when you're recreating this so you creating were you recreating garments in ways that your mum would style them or were you thinking about something completely different so when I started focusing on like the garment and the type of silhouette and the shapes that I wanted to do I was basically looking at my mum's old pictures because the thing that obviously inspired me the most when it came to using her garments was that 
the fact that she lived in Amsterdam for so many years and she always stuck by her culture and she always stuck by her traditional clothes. Mm. And I felt like she, that for me, that was very powerful because she was very, that just shows that she was like very proud that, you know, where she was like from. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to like use, stick that. And I felt like that was like her identity in a way where she would literally wear her traditional clothes and just walk outside like that. And then that's how she's being represented. So mm-hmm. what I'll do is I would look at her pictures and the way she would wear her dresses. And I try, I would try and like manipulate that into, into one of my outfits. And mm-hmm. then um, I would also like focus on um, the refugees camp and the mm-hmm. whole idea of like layering the whole volume coming out of it as well, like the trousers, even like the little details where I would basically, because um, I'm want, I, I'm, I'm not just using mom's garment, I'm actually like reusing old tents that are no longer needed as well. So I'll be like using um, small finishes on like how the tents are being made, you know, with the little eyelid and the cord. So I wanted to use that as like part of the finishing. I feel like it's just the little details that are just there that mm-hmm. all connects to her story. And, you know, and just, like, add that together, if that makes sense. Basically picking up little things and p- try to put it into one. Yeah, and you're um, combining with, like, yeah. mm-hmm. um, tent construction and things. That's so mm-hmm. cool. That's cool. And I guess by doing that, you're kind of, like, adding an edge and bringing it, um, I mean, in a way, making it more, like, modern and more present by using, like, technical elements from a tent. Yeah, because I would, like, just do small sketches and then um normally how would I would start off with my outfits I would always drape so I would never start off from like a flat you know pattern I feel like Mm -hmm. having doing um just draping on my mannequin and just trying to get that visual I feel like that was important as well like a quick drape basically um I've actually learned that technique from like the uni as well Mm -hmm. um where I would just do like a quick drape and then take pictures sketch it out and you know try to get like a different you know um, silhouette and shape inspired from my book because obviously um, I would just keep on drawing and then just try to like finalize the idea and the little finishes that I would do yeah like a back and forth kind of process mm-hmm. until you yeah the final and then um so you've mentioned that you like you're using your mom's garments and you're kind of reinterpreting her way of dressing and you're implementing like um techniques and technical features from tents to kind of reflect the idea that um your mum was like a refugee and that you know this is um a response to a lot of what's going on in the world with refugees um Mm -hmm. um, how did you then reflect all of this like your garments this concept to then present your exhibition for the 2020 vision exhibition so for the 2020 exhibition um but I'm um, like we started off by um doing an installation piece mm-hmm. so through the installation um Sam actually helped me on this where I just basically look at my graduate collection like the main focus I mean like the main concept of it which was the refugee camp mm-hmm. and my mum's um story so what mm-hmm. I did through that was um I had a lot of um old tents that obviously I didn't cut up yet from my mm-hmm. collection so I I used that installation piece in they gave us basically they gave everyone like their own space and mm-hmm. you just basically try to figure out your concept through your graduate collection and make 
that into an installation. So through my installation, I just I literally just made a tent. So what I did was um, I tried to like make a tent that looks like a refugee from one of my pictures by adding layers, um, and then bring in my mum's traditional clothes and adding layers into that. And then I would have like my twelves hanging as well. So I basically try to make it look like a home, like a refugee home, where mm-hmm. I would bring my own valuables that I would have at home. Um, you know, my traditional carpet from like back home, I would bring that in. Um, my mom's traditional clothes, I would hang those pieces in. And then the final finishes would be, um, I did like a small documentary of my mom where I had like a conversation about her and her story. And I would add that into, add, I would add that as a finish. So then that way, when people obviously come in, they will see like the installation. Um, my book will be obviously there as well. So I had all my working page in my book there so they can like figure it through. And then I would have the documentary, the documentary and the film being played so that mm-hmm. they would get like a more insight of my collection and what is it about exactly. Nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it was definitely... Um, challenging because obviously um, I'm not an art I'm not like an artist that would like do installation so I mean it was definitely I feel like it was definitely refreshing and um, definitely something new you know mm-hmm. trying something that that's like your concept related yeah but yeah we literally did that within three days I think and then we opened it on Friday Mad. yeah that's that's yeah it's exciting and I think also just taking um like fashion off the body and then creating this installation and filling it filling your work up in a different space that is not yeah it was definitely an experience yeah it was definitely like um a good good experience because I feel like I learned a lot more Mm. from my collection not just through fashion actually like just more through you know um the whole installation and art like that was yeah and do you think um like, if you could do it all over again, would you still want to present your work um, in an installation format or would you want to, you know, have a runway show? Um, I mean, I've never have, I've never really, like, thought of that. To be mm. honest, um, I don't mind doing, like, an installation again because mm. I feel like runway... I mean, it's nice, like, having, you know, the runway and seeing the actual visual garment on someone... But mm-hmm. I feel like it's also a fashion just to have the garment there itself mm-hmm. where people can have like a close up and, you know, feel the garment and see how it's made. And then, you know, um, yeah. have like a film. I feel like that would that's a bit more exciting because I feel like the runway has been done a lot mm-hmm. where like it's nice to try something new as well. It relates to your concept. So it, 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 like it all depends at the end of the day mm-hmm. on how someone yeah. wants to present their work. But I also think like in your like project in like specifically yeah it added more because you were able to have you know the video of your mum and then Mm. the garments but also have a recreated installation um of a of a tent and a camp setup that inspired you but you've kind of done it in your own way Mm -hmm. yeah um on the actual date of the exhibition because you said that you had the three Mm days of setting up and then you guys open the exhibition up on the friday um what did you what were you doing on the day? Were you there or did you have so to kind of... So on the day when it opened, I think it opened for two weeks. And um, mm-hmm. because of COVID, we only, I mean, only 10 people was allowed to come in. 
for the um, exhibition on each of the day. And we um, obviously, us as a designer, we had to be there every day because we obviously had to like talk about our work. I feel like when people started seeing my work, it was definitely inspiring because I had a lot of them come to me at the end, you know, saying that, oh, I could relate to the story as well. So I feel like it was very touching because a lot of them, you know, were kind of shocked because they were like, not a lot of people talk about this. And I feel like I actually relate to the story. And it's mm-hmm. nice seeing, you know, someone talking about it for once. Yeah. So I think that definitely opened my eyes and that definitely motivated me in wanting to do more that related to this, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I guess also it's, it's you know, in the beginning, you kind of wanted to, it started off from a very personal story and it being about yeah. you when you experienced, but actually in doing so, you then kind of like other people also kind yeah. of connected to this. They also experienced the same thing. Yeah, um, that's basically what I wanted to hear when I started the collection. I was like, I really want to hear people say, you know, I, I relate to the story, you know, like that's something we always talk about, but people actually don't show it or like acknowledge it. We talk yeah. about it for, you know, as a joke and then we brush it off. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's good for it to take up space within like the arts and fashion as well, rather than just like a dialogue or a conversation. Yeah and um what have you been up to since since the exhibition so since the exhibition um I've just been trying to like finish off my collection my graduate collection and um I've actually I signed up for a mentor and mm-hmm. it's called it's called a mentoring mentoring matter um in and it's focused on um like the fashion students that graduated this year and basically they will help you with um, they will basically like guide you through and give you advice on like what to do after graduation Mm -hmm. which was actually very nice yeah and I guess that'd be good to kind of just keep in practice and and like bounce ideas off yeah I think it definitely motivates me more because obviously try to find an internship now um, especially during a pandemic is very hard mm-hmm. and, it's, and I feel like it's very like it demotivates a lot of students into wanting even to pursue fashion at this point because yeah. obviously there's there's a lot happening around the world and um, jobs and internship is a lot more tighter now so I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of students right now you know lose that kind of touch with fashion yeah so I feel like with the mentor with the mentor um it definitely helps a lot because mm-hmm. I think this mentoring actually focuses on on um, students who are, I forgot. Is it BAME, um, Black Asian Minority? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, because I literally forgot. I was like, that's, yeah, that's the main part. I feel like they started doing that more when the BLM started coming out as well, the Black yeah. Lives Matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's nice. I feel like now, you know, everyone's waking up now and, you know, actually seeing that, especially in the fashion world, there isn't a lot of um, black minority or Asian minority in there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I feel like even through my collection, I actually wanted to use that, talk about my culture as like as a black designer, because I feel like it doesn't get, I feel like black designers have not, hasn't like been exposed to that much. Yeah, and in terms of like, I mean, obviously there's like the hip hop culture and there's like, yeah, uh, yeah, which is which is great, but there's more to you know black history and black culture than 
hip hop. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So, but it's yeah. not shown enough. That's the that's the problem. So exactly. you know, I feel like you know, even even with my collection, like I feel like that definitely inspired me more. I mean, obviously my mom's story and the whole refugee and uh, like that's where it um, inspired me. But I feel like just my identity as like a black person as well. I feel like that doesn't get acknowledged a lot more especially and I don't know like in uni you know um there isn't that many black students as well in the university which is kind of sad because I feel like not a lot of them I feel like yeah a lot of people either get like scared to join the fashion industry because they don't see a lot of um colored people representation yeah yeah yeah. so they feel like you know if they if they come to university like are they going to be represented are they not going to you know be acknowledged so it's more of that that's true that's true 